Hey everybody, welcome to Mark Bell's Power Project Podcast. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Piedmontese Beef. And Seema, can you tell me what you had for dinner last night? You know what I'm going to definitely tell you and you're going to enjoy it? Uh, you'll enjoy it. But I want to <laughs> quickly mention, the holidays are coming. So uh, Piedmontese is a really awesome company that if you have a company that has maybe 20 to 500 employees, what better gift to give them than the gift of Piedmontese beef. Nice. But Piedmontese, they, they partner with companies and they make it easy to help give your employees really healthy meat options as a gift. So check that out. Now, in terms of what I had for dinner, you know, certain people really think that ground beef is like the most, I guess, boring type of beef. Mm-hmm. But the thing about the Piedmontese 8515 is that it's just so good. So I legit just made that up, had some cheese, ate the whole pack. It was amazing. I, 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 I never you I can never go wrong with any cut of beef or especially the ground beef that uh that comes from Piedmontese. For more information, please head over to Piedmontese.com. That's P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E dot com at checkout. Enter promo code Power Project for twenty five percent off your order. And if your order is ninety nine dollars more, you get free two day shipping. Good to go. Yeah, I think people are trying to make like uh I think most people would like for it to be like our decision, you know. Um I, I don't really know like whether you're left or you're right, like how much it changes the fact that I think everybody, I don't think anybody likes what's happening, you know? Um, however, you know, maybe some people are in support of it, but I, I don't, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense is the problem that I keep going back to whenever I'm like, yeah, I'll just do what I'll just do what I'm told. Like I don't have a big, you know, I don't care. Like I'll just wear a mask. It doesn't seem that be that much of a responsibility for me to, take on yeah i'll just wear one but then i'm like wait but why is everything why is everything so dumb <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know why is you know walmart and target and all these places open which i'm in favor of i think it's great yeah but then the supermarkets the salons the you know we're here in california i don't know what it's like in some of your states but everything's still pretty uh you know shut down in some sense um i mean especially like hair salons and places like that like they they're just they're not open at all mm-hmm. anymore. And there's people like, I guess, figuring out ways to do it, like in their garage on the down low. And, uh, you know, people will, people will find a way, which is, which is great. But, um, I, I, I just, I haven't really heard people be like, I haven't heard anyone really come out and say like, Hey, I think this is like, th- this does seem like a good plan. I mean, have you guys heard any, like anybody be in favor of like what's going on? Like, and saying like, this is clearly working. <laughs> no, not really. Other than like hearing it on like the news. Is it having any, home. is it having any impact? Is it having any positive impact whatsoever? All right. I'll say this. Is it helping us get to uh, as many people with the virus as possible? Cause it no. seems like according to the news, those numbers are going through the roof and they keeps telling us every day yeah. about how many people have the coronavirus. Exactly. And another thing that, again, you, you'll consistently hear is you'll consistently hear about the bad things that are going on. So did you hear about the the thing in Granite Bay on New Year's Eve? Mm-mm. Okay. So this is Sacramento. Apparently there's Eddie Murphy's old mansion <laughs> that he used to own <laughs> and if he sold it off. Um, but a potential, uh, potent, like a lot of Sacramento party goers threw a big New Year's Eve party there and posted Her a bunch place of places. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a ridiculous spot, but they, they posted a bunch of pictures on social and, you know, they're going crazy. Everyone was like not wearing masks and stuff. And apparently 
people are calling it the super spreader event because mm-hmm. hell of people from that specific party got Corona. Oh, wow. shit. <laughs> and then um, there's, there is an account that took literally took pictures or, or, or followed those people's stories for all the places they went. Some people went to Reno that ended up getting it. Some people went to other spots that ended up getting it. And it's like, that's the stuff you continue to see. And it's like, ah, you're the reason why or stay home. But that's going to continue to scare the hell out of people. Man, that's pretty convenient that somebody was able to go back and save everyone's story. Dude. Like, I don't know, skeptical hippo eyes, but I'm not saying that it's impossible. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like, it's just convenient. Like, oh, this party in, at Eddie Murphy's mansion in Granite Bay, uh-huh. everyone got sick. Look, here's where they all went. Dude, no, like, it's, it's just, I have to look at things like, I don't have to, but like, just, it, that's the first thing I, my brain mm-hmm. goes to. I hate that. Yeah. How the fuck do they know? Yeah. yeah and, and I hate that. Like, that's where my mind goes, but it's like, you know, I like question everything, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, that's, that's the first thing I'm like, wow, they like just either one super fan of everybody was there copying their the story. The level of stalking is deep. Literally, the level of stalking yeah. is deep because they screenshotted everything from everybody's story. They literally put down everybody's Dang. names. It was like, it's like, God damn, investigative journalists. Like, it's not even an investigative journalist. It's just somebody, somebody. Who, who made an account and was like, this is what happened. <laughs> I, I hope they follow at Mark Bell's Power Project podcast. Right. <laughs> well, what about, um, you know, the gym in New Jersey when we had those guys on the show mm-hmm. and they talked about how um, they haven't had a single case and they've had like 60,000 right. yep. uh, entries into the gym um, because they still are practicing social distancing. They're still practicing some of the things, but they're open. Mm-hmm. And I, I got a, I got a really hard time in trying to embrace or, or halfway even understand, even just halfway understand mm-hmm. why our schools are still closed. Yeah. I really have a hard time understanding that one. That one's very, very difficult for me to understand, especially because there's so many schools, there's so much property, there's so many different buildings. Um, I, I personally believe that nobody nobody wants to figure this out. They just don't want to figure it out. And I think it could be figured out, and you know, hopefully by someone smarter than myself, but it seems like most schools have an auditorium. And it seems like you can bring in like, you know, a, a decent amount of kids, space them out. I don't know how many kids, 10, 20, whatever amount you think is fine. But some auditoriums can hold like a thousand people. You know, have have the auditorium open, ha- have a teacher in there with some with some kids, put up fucking glass, you know, or whatever plastic, whatever way you think you need to do it, um, do it that way. And then also... You know, can we just not have school the same way as we used to? Can we not have six subjects or whatever amount of subjects go on? How about you do two? You know, like, all right, history, math. All right, you're out. Mm-hmm. Maybe it doesn't have to be the same teacher as always. And and the teachers union and these teachers, my whole family is comprised of teachers, but I'm still going to be the first person to say, fuck the teachers that don't want to work. Like, if they don't want to work, they don't want to work. They don't want to go back. They're scared. Then... Let's let's start over. Ha- have them find another job. It might sound heartless, might sound cold, but we got to move forward. We can't we can't sit back. We can't sit back and wait around for people that are going to. Because when are these people going to feel safe? Mm-hmm. Every kid needs to be vaccinated, or I'm not going back. Like what what what's the? Have, has that been? Have you heard that said? No, I don't no? know. I just I'm I'm I wondering. I'm just I'm I'm wondering like what what would they need to have happen? Um. What if all the kids got tested? Would that help? You know, would that would that help you to to 
would, would some of these teachers come back? And then some people are saying it's about pay, but I got news for you. Teachers make a lot more money than you might think. <clears throat> There's a lot of teachers that make 60, 70, 80 K a year. That ain't bad. That's not bad pay, yeah. you know, for, for having three months off. That ain't bad. Depends sure. on, it depends on where you work. Certain schools do certain things. I think, uh, I think Woodland in particular. Yeah. Wood, I think it's Woodland high school, like pays out more than just about anybody. Mm-hmm. Damn. It's all bullshit. The way that it works. It's like, has to do with, it has to do with a lot of things. I'm not even going to bother getting that side of things, but <laughs> they could figure out how to have school going on. I mean, real talk, they probably have to, they, they, they have to figure something out. I mean, even let, 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 let's say this, you have a certain amount of kids in, in school. How about like, not like on a certain week, but maybe half the week, certain amount of kids go and the other half, a certain amount of kids go. It'll limit the amount of kids in school. There could be distance between fucking seating. What you're saying is too logical. (laughs) I mean, at least get them in there because like, like you were mentioning earlier before the the episode, kids need to be around kids. Like you think about how adults are feeling all sad and stuff because Mm -hmm. they, they can't get around other people. I mean, think, think about how kids feel like they're getting used to having to talk to their friends on their phones. That's not good. Let's maybe even make it about the kids. Let's do it for the kids. You know, like what, let's, that's what we're supposed to be doing anyway. But like our generation, like if you're my age, like you're pretty much toast, <laughs> you know, like you got a, you got a couple, you got a couple more uh, good years in here pretty much, but it's all about our youth. It's about the kids that are coming up. It's about the kids that are 12 and 13 and 17 and 18. It's about, it's about them. It's not about us anymore. Cause mm-hmm. The, the times will change and we'll just keep getting older and we'll just keep getting more frustrated about how everything's changing so fast, but it will still change really fucking fast. Yep. We'll just try to complain a little louder and crank our hearing aids up a there little bit go. more. <laughs> when you're uh, mentioning like, Hey, we have, you know, these gymnasiums and these cafeterias and all this, like we could space things out. Uh, it, it just, it's funny. Cause I, you see a bunch of memes and stuff just pointing out how silly everything is. So the last one I saw, everyone was like, distance from each other distant from each other uh in line at the airport you know they're all they have their bags they're uh-huh. you know every other line or so and then every you know six feet or whatever and it's like okay that works and then the next picture is everybody in this tube on the airplane and it's a full <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> you know what i mean like okay yeah so you know oh, on the one hand I have no clue if being six feet apart does anything, but I I don't know, man, like why in certain locations it's a must and others it's like, okay, well, we'll put all this, you know, all this stuff in this bin at Costco and just everybody circles around it and touches the same thing. Um, Finger, finger fucking. I I, I couldn't bring myself to say it. We gotta say it. We gotta say it. It doesn't matter that it's you're going to become a dad. You it's a family it. show now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's just silly. That was so the best silly. description. That was yeah, great. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Oh, man. It just seems crazy. And then to, to try to implement something like that at school, like, if that's what it takes, sure. But it's just, yeah, it doesn't make too much sense to me. I don't know shit, but hey. Even how, I can see that. How, your, your daughter was homeschooled in the past and stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you think she's dealing with it? Is she... Is she? Uh, are you guys able to get around her or her? Is she able to get around some of her friends and stuff? Um, so a lot of the virtual stuff is still happening. So like she'll FaceTime some of her cousins and stuff. But 
uh, we happen to live pretty close to a cousin exactly her age. Wow, so that's we, cool. Yeah, we get them together as much as possible. Um, she, so she did homeschool fifth grade, and she wanted to go back for sixth grade. And then after that, she's like, yeah, I think I'm down for homeschooling. But this was right when everything started happening anyway. So it's like, all right, well, I guess it's going to happen regardless. So good thing, you know, we were kind of leaning that way. Um, yeah, I think if everything opened up, I, I don't I don't know what we would do. We haven't really talked about it. Um, we had talked about Acton Academy. I would love to get her into that. There's a couple of hurdles there for us, but... She's been handling it pretty good, man. She'll she'll wake up, she'll handle her school stuff, and then be like, all right, what are we doing today? You know, and get it over and done with. Cool. Um, she's still not pumped to even just deal with school, period. Like, I'm like, hey, if you don't like school, figure out how to finish sooner. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I, I don't know how to do it. I'm like, but I know people go for like their GED, which is all you really need when you apply for a job. If they ask for that sort of thing, I was like, basically, you just have to pass a test that says that you know stuff that they teach you in school. Yeah pass that and then you're done with school she's like well how do i do that i'm gonna ask my teacher i'm like yeah ask your teacher i was like and you know yeah figure it out i don't know i can't do it for you <laughs> <laughs> it's it's illegal it's illegal not to go to school yeah i know but yet you don't need a degree for anything <laughs> you literally don't need it for anything especially to go to like college and stuff i mean remember matt was on the show from acting right. academy telling us that that blew my mind i always yeah. thought like People always kind of hung that over your head. Your your grades in eleventh grade are the most important, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And your permanent record. Permanent yeah, record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that F yeah, is going to follow you yeah. forever. Your permanent record. Yeah, and then didn't he say that you you can you actually have better odds of getting it's into like, school if you don't pass or some shit like it's that? It's like it makes it sound like you're going to have like a felony or something. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's exactly how they do. That. Oh, yeah. it scared me. I was like, that doesn't sound good. Permanent oh, God, record. My suspension. Oh God. Who's my got life? This, <laughs> who's got this record? I don't know where mine is, but mm, yeah, no. They're checking out like Jeff Bezos. They're checking out his record. They're checking <laughs> out Elon Musk. Like they have it like in a vault, and they're just gonna pull it out like one day randomly Any and be day. like, "Hey, man, this, all this shit's gone. That fucking D that you got in math class in eleventh grade, that shit's real. We told you, we warned you about this fucking permanent record shit, didn't yep. we? Yep. Fucking turn it over. Give us the keys to Amazon and Tesla. Mm -hmm. It's you're you're done. That's it." <laughs> Hand it over. You thought you could run, but nope. <laughs> Told you it was going to come back to bite you in the butt. Yep. Oh, man. God. <laughs> Talk about things that are depressing. I remember that depressed the hell out of me in school. What the? Just the, the whole the fact that like, oh, wow. Like if I do one day wake up and want to go to college, they're going to look back at my record. Oh, yeah. That's and like shit, that, yeah. that was just like a terrible feeling. Scared the hell out of me. I was like, yeah. So on second thought, no, we should leave school closed. School is very confusing. <laughs> if you do really good, if you do really well in school, then you're a nerd, you know, and, and people, you know, talk shit about that. Mm -hmm. And if you just want to kind of hang out and cruise, then you're kind of a loser, mm -hmm. you know? You're like, I just want to hang out over here with these guys. And you're like, yeah, but those guys smoke pot and those guys are losers. <laughs> but I'm not really into that. I just like that they play hacky like, Okay, I'm not going to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to be over here. I'm going to kind of hang out more with the jocks. Well, then you're just a dumb jock. Yeah. You, know, mm -hmm. you can't figure out what you like, like. Where where should I go? <laughs> where should I go? That would be positive. But why is it the hacky sack does follow that crowd? Oh, yeah. The, the, the just the stoners. And, yeah. I don't know. The kids with the ACDC jackets. <laughs> like that, yeah. uh, <laughs> Out yeah. there, yeah, playing playing hacky sack. And then they're also like in metal shop, you know, and mm -hmm. they're like, they were always working on cars and shit like that. Yeah. Right? 
they always somehow manage to get like extra passes from like yeah. certain teachers. Okay, well, let's pause real quick. You had metal shop? Yeah, so we had it at our school, yeah. We what? had wood shop, but in, in high school or elementary school? I, mean, I remember you had wood you shop. What was big school, on that stuff was Arnold. <clears throat> when Arnold was governor, he was big on that kind of stuff. Hey. Mm. I don't think California has much of that anymore. Yeah, they took that away. They barely got PE nowadays. Yeah. Oh, God. The PE thing. That's sad, man. What about Zoom PE? Have you seen that? <laughs> That's Get real? out of yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> what are they having kids do? Yeah, Quinn, Quinn has like PE class. Is she like doing jumping jacks in her room? No, she's just like watching it, like writing <laughs> shit down. She doesn't do anything. Uh, watching what? Like what just, is she yeah, watching? watching somebody like exercise. exercise? Yeah. Are you are you are you kidding? No, it... I'm dead serious. It's terrible. <laughs> okay, so what did you see? Like, what were they doing on the screen? Uh, they sometimes will do yoga. Sometimes they'll do like push ups and squats. And... and she has to just write things down. Like, no, she's supposed to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's least... supposed to. She's supposed to do it. She's too cool, though. At she least there's the attempt. <laughs> I'll, I'll give them that. That there's the, uh, the attempt, right, to say, oh, like, hey, this is PE. Oh, Andy has done some of the workouts with her, and it's, yeah, it's uh. It's pretty good, really, but I think most of the kids are just doing what Quinn's doing, and they're just, like, texting each other about, you know, like, they're in class, and they're not, you know, not supposed to have their phones and stuff, but the teachers uh-huh. can't see. Yeah. Can't see who's doing <laughs> who's doing what. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I think, you know, I think the situation that we're in right now, I think, is, uh, you know, it's easy to say when, 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 you're, when you're older, it's easy to kind of point out the things that the younger generation does and uh-huh. say, this is disastrous. Yeah. Uh, my dad's generation or not, or I guess a little after my dad's generation, uh, the TV was a big thing, right? Like in the, in the seventies and eighties and things like that, uh, that became a big thing. And then when I was a kid growing up, uh, video games kind of came on the scene, but they were, it was still like, it was still kind of light. Like there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a crazy amount of video game things going on. It wasn't mm-hmm. a multi-billion dollar industry like it is today. And you could go to like the arcade and things like that, which was different. Like going to the arcade is different. You're, like you're going out, you're doing something. Um, but I think, you know, each generation kind of has these things that they, they nitpick or pick on. Um, and maybe even earlier than that, maybe it was like music and Woodstock and uh, psychedelic drugs and like, all these things and saying this country's really going to hell. Like, look what's happening. Mm. And most of the time it doesn't lead to anything really negative at all. Um, I actually, I'm a proponent of video games. I like them. I think they're great. I think they can be overdone. They can be addicting like many other things. Um, but what we see today where kids don't interact with each other or other people, and they really are only interacting mainly on their phone. I can't help but think like that. There's got to be there's got to be something to that. There's got to be something different about us interacting in person. You know, we know that we can't no matter how much you think you hate people, you know, <laughs> if you were isolated for 2 or 3 days, no phone, uh no TV, no music, no one around, I mean you would be fucked really really fast. You would be really screwed. Remember we had Aubrey Marcus on the show mm. and he talked about one of the craziest experiences he ever had was just to be alone and to be in the dark for like three days. I think it was three days. Yeah. Something like that. Longer, 72 yeah. hours or mm-hmm. something like that. Right. He said it flipped him out. It was like crazier than any drug he ever tried or whatever. Right. So we're not made to be in isolation. And I'm not saying that we're necessarily that isolated, but 
it's got to be different. Like, I'm just thinking it's different. I see my daughter's on her phone quite a bit, which I don't really have a huge problem with her being on her phone necessarily, but I'd love for her to be in person around her friends more. That's the other thing about, about the phones and about the internet is like, that it's a gateway to kind of communicate with anybody. And that is something that I, I do have major concern about for my son and my daughter. Like, it's just, you know, like, are they going to, like kind of fall in love with somebody through this, you know, mechanism, which I wouldn't have any problem with if they were a little older. But at this age, it's like, they just don't have enough life experience to understand what the fuck's going on yet. And, you know, what if they're, you know, what if Quinn is falling in love with someone who's 18 or something? She's she's 13, you know? So there's a lot of weird, crazy shit that can happen. That's even worse than that through the internet. But, I mean, that's not really where my focus is. My main focus is just how, how do I get her around her buddies more? And and like you, Andrew, she's very fortunate that she has a cousin that she hangs out with a lot. And we we get together as a family very often. Mm-hmm. So I think those of you that have a similar concern to what I have is like, just try to figure out a substitute. Try to figure out a way um, to get your kids to interact with their friends more. I try to suggest to Quinn, I'm like, hey, I'll bring you and your friend to Target or like, I'll bring you guys like you want to go to the mall. Like, I'll bite a bullet and like, I'll just <laughs> take an adventure to Walmart. <laughs> yeah. See what, the, yeah. <laughs> see what goes yeah, down she, over here. Yeah. She she likes Walmart. I'll have to bring that up to her again. Um, but uh, it's a lot of times she's like, no, nah, I'm good because she just is interacting with her friends through mm-hmm. the phone. So she mm-hmm. doesn't need to. She doesn't feel like she needs to see them, but I'm thinking old school. I'm like, I think you have to see him. I think it's important. Yeah. What what they're missing out on is just like what you said, like the life experiences, you know, like they're, they're, they're growing up without growing, if that makes sense, you know, cause mm-hmm. everything's digital, you, you know, uh, it, it sounds weird cause my daughter kind of had a little bit of, uh, dealing with bullying and stuff, but it made her stronger. Right. Now you can block somebody or, you know, like things get, they're just different online. And now some kids are going to miss, you know, either seeing that happen, uh, avoiding it, getting over it. You know, I'm not saying like, oh, it's good to be bullied or it's good for people. But I'm just saying like in general, like they're not really getting the same struggles that they would have in person and they're not growing, but they are still aging and it's you're right like i i've had to tell jasmine like hey like not everybody is who they say that they are online uh you can't really unfortunately you can't trust anybody unless you're face to face and even then still you know have skeptical hippo eyes um and it it is it's tough cuz yeah those life experiences aren't aren't happening anymore i think it's really hard to interpret like if yes. if i had a problem with you in person uh it's pretty easy to interpret you're like you know, for your daughter or something, she's going to be like, well, that girl's not my kind of girl that I want to hang out with. And mm-hmm. um, she's mean to me every day. And it's pretty clear. And even like, you know, body uh, posture and the way somebody acts or communicates around you. It's it's like it's so obvious. You're like, well, this is this is obvious. They don't you know, they don't like me. And then someone else can instruct you and say, hey, look, they for whatever reason, you guys just don't get along. And that person just doesn't like you, you know, and they can explain like, hey, maybe they have a different situation going on at home or maybe they just don't like you because your hair, your clothes or your ethnicity or whatever it is. They just for whatever reason, they just don't like you. Mm. That is like wait, That's like not that hard to accept where you can be. You can be pretty bummed because you could want that person or that group to like you, but you do accept it and you kind of move on. 
But like digitally, I think it would be really weird where you have these friends that are, you know, halfway nice to you here and there, but then they don't invite you to this or that. And you see them all hanging out together on like Instagram or Facebook or uh, they're Snapchatting each other back and forth and you're not part of it. And and you're the brunt of a lot of the jokes and stuff like that. Like that would be, that'd be be horrible. That'd be brutal. And I have a question for both of you guys. Do you guys like to FaceTime people? No, I kind of hate it because it's like always all sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> sketchy as in like the connection? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just, yeah, it's oh, not, okay. yeah, not working that good. Yeah. Like, gotten used to it for sure because of all this. It. Like before, uh, uh, Charlie Zamora would like just, he wouldn't call. He would just like FaceTime. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, I can't answer. And he would text like, I know you're taking a dump. Just answer it. Yeah. Like, all right. And he's like, I knew it. And I'm like, okay, calm down. <laughs> mm-hmm. But so like, I was like kind of uncomfortable with it. And yeah. now because we've done so many zoom podcasts and all that, like it's not that it, normally, big of a deal. normally for me, I'll let someone know ahead of time. Like, Hey, I'm going to FaceTime right. you. Uh-huh. I'll FaceTime him for two seconds to say, Hey, what's up? How's it going? And I'm, I'm like, I'm going to call you back normal in five mm-hmm. seconds. Cause the thing's always all glitchy. <laughs> yeah. The reason why I asked you guys that is because like f- for me personally, I, the the homies I have, I do not like, I like to see and talk to these people in person. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's like when we talk about things, I don't want to talk to them on FaceTime about like, you know, life and yeah. stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, half, yeah. it's like halfway. It's yeah. like, I I'd just rather not. T- Honestly, I would just rather not talk to you if I have to talk to you for 30 minutes on FaceTime, you know, let, let's mm-hmm. go take a walk Got and talk it. about yeah, something. Yeah. Let's, I agree about let's that, yeah. meet up and speak about something. Right. Mm-hmm. It's very different. You know, and like you said, there's all this body language and stuff. It makes a difference on how you feel. Mm. I just, I, I just, I can't do it. Right. But like you're saying like Quinn's okay with that. And, uh, like, you know, you're, you're okay with that. I like, mm-hmm. I guess I just can't relate because I just dislike it so much. Even <laughs> yeah. my mom, like I will FaceTime my mom because that's my mom, but mm-hmm. I'd rather much go see her and talk to her right. in person because there's, there's all these things that you can't explain when you're actually talking to someone in person. And that's, that's huge. Right. Yeah. I think at this time, I think you have to get creative. So there might be people that you just can't see. And so maybe you do have opportunity to FaceTime them or something, but I, I couldn't agree more. Like it's just, uh, I, I find that sometimes a little bit like what happens sometimes on the podcast, we end up when we have a guest, uh, here, mm-hmm. it's pretty rare for us to, uh, for any of us, there could be four or five of us on the show at one time. And we very rarely will speak over each other where via, you know, somebody zooming in, um, it happens a lot because there's like a slight delay or, or whatever, whatever the issue is, you can't read the person as well when they're going to speak again and, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And so I think there's just so many nuanced things that we don't even really think about the energy that's in the room. Um, we, I mean, the three of us are around each other enough. We can tell like when one's like, a little tired. One might not be in the greatest mood. I mean, you can sense all these things, but you can't see any of that. You can't see any of that through uh, the technology that we have available currently. Um, I think, you know, right now people are very uh, depressed. People are having a lot of anxiety and we are hearing more and more people talk about, you know, things that you can do to kind of get over that. And you are starting to hear more people uh, I think people have kind of got over, well, maybe not over, but uh, people have figured out a way around like COVID fatigue, you yeah. know, that people have kind of, they just, you know, we've been blitzed with it for so long and we're just, we're finally 
coming out the other end, just saying, okay, well, well now, like, what can I do? Yeah. And you know, what, what can I do to keep my, uh, my peace of mind? And for you, I think jujitsu has been huge. Um, obviously our relationships are, are, are massive as, as well. Um, for me, it's lifting and getting more connected to fitness and trying to be in better shape than I was last year. Like that's been, I, I don't think I would have messed with that actually, because I would have probably just cruised along and been my normal self. Cause I probably wouldn't feel a need to, uh, have an organized goal. But when you have an, such an organized goal, um, you don't have time to really sit around and be sad. You know, you don't have time to, I mean, literally you don't have time to sit around and, you know, and uh, feel sorry for yourself. Maybe it happens here or there, you know, or maybe you're just like, man, this situation really sucks. Maybe you get bummed out, but it lasts like two hours rather than 12 days or whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, for me, you know, staying connected to some goals has really helped. And maybe for somebody who's listening, uh, maybe they can hop in on world carnivore month. Today is day number six, I believe. Um, and maybe you can hop in on world carnivore month or a challenge or something that you see issued by somebody on social media and get excited about something and have, uh, an aim, have a focus. Mm -hmm. No, having a focus goal definitely makes a big difference. I think that's, that's one big reason why people do feel kind of lost and depressed sometimes because like they, again, they just feel lost. They don't know what they want to do or they don't know, like, you know, with their goals, there's no real path there. So they're just kind of floating through. Um, and one big thing is I, like, I notice a lot of people, you know, you watch a lot of news, you, you watch a lot of information that just kind of makes you sad about everything that's going on. It's just very bleak stuff continually coming through, you know, CNN, mm -hmm. Fox news, YouTube, all that just continuous negative things about what's going on. I think that's like your inputs are really going to, they can dictate how you feel. Then I guard my inputs very well because they, they will affect me too. If I, if I let too much of that BS in. Yeah. And it's uh, around every corner. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, I, I can't remember which podcast, but we talked about like, don't get stuck in an echo chamber. You oh know? yeah. And with, you know, social dilemma, um, Tim Kendall, you know, explaining to us, like, you know, once you start going down one path, social media, all these apps, like, oh, that's where you want to go. Okay, let us clear the way. Mm -hmm. And then that's all you see. So you, one sad story catches your attention and then all of a sudden, damn, like there's nothing good going on in the world. Like, this is terrible. I'm this now, is the worst time in history. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm sad now. So like, like really, I'm part of the worst time in history. Uh -huh. I've heard that so Imagine? much. Like that does not serve me well. That does not, does not do me doesn't do me any good. It makes no sense. It's not even legitimate. Like think about 1950. Yeah, that wasn't racism, too great. At racism at all time high. You're like, really? Like, great <laughs> depression. Like you can it higher. Get... It's like, and do we have a meter? Like is it higher <laughs> than it was before? Like oh man. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, World War One wasn't bad. Great Depression wasn't horrible. But dude, right now, yeah, <laughs> they didn't have lockdowns. Okay, yeah. Well, I don't even have no idea what they did. <laughs> Sorry. But, nah, but yeah, real, real talk. Like guarding your inputs, being careful about the things that you watch on a day to day basis. That's huge. And then being careful about like the people around you because other people's energy is infectious, man. Like if you have someone that's super mopey all the time, well, yeah. and they're like, that's the that that's the person or people that you're with, you're gonna, 
you're going to reflect that too. That's how you're going to be. Are you going to take that in? It's going to get you down too. Yeah. And even though we started out with some bitching, uh, things are, things are still pretty good. You know, like Mm -hmm. we still, Americans still have access to their automobiles and you can still drive wherever you want. No one's checking through your phone. You can still call and text whomever you want. I mean, it's like, we got to, we got to always take a step back and remember like, uh, yeah, there's some weird stuff with like masks and like certain places you can go and can't go, but it's, it, again, it's it's just an adjustment, really. It's not it's not that horrific, and I think you got to try to find a way to still communicate with people and see people physically and uh, do things physically so that you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. And then Iris on the live chat just pointed out something really, I think, very important. Um, you know, without having the social interaction, without being around other people, we're almost losing that whole um, like not intuition, but like when you can read off people's energy mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, if we're not practicing it, we're not using that muscle, you know, it'll atrophy. Right. Mm. And I was like, holy shit. Like I didn't think about that, but it makes a lot of sense. You know, you haven't seen anybody for a long time and they walk in upset or mad or whatever, and you just can't read it. Yeah. It's like it's probably because you're not around people enough. Yeah. It might give birth to like more social anxiety for yeah. people because they had this pause and they maybe were, not great socially in the first place. And now they're really fucked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now they get around a group of people and they, they kind of don't know what they're doing. Um, And Seema, you just said something that was amazing. You said, guard your input, which I think is amazing, especially from a jujitsu perspective. Like what, um, what, what's a, what's a reason for a guard? What's a guard in jujitsu? It's a defense. Like it's a defense and it's an, offense because you can you know make sure nobody gets past your guard nobody gets what's getting past your guard mean like you know passing me and getting getting to a mount right now now you've mounted me and now you're my hips are higher than your if we're on the ground and i'm on top of you and my Mm -hmm. hips are higher than your hips and i i have passed your guard and i probably have well i have way more of an advantage in that position than i did actually being like stuck in your guard yep Yep, you'd be able to attack, and I'm at risk of getting submitted. That's, so I that's think uh, my point in like bringing that up is like it's great to have a skill set that safeguards you against you know some of these things that are going on. And for us, it's been fitness. Like fitness is our guard. You know, we we have been able to stay attached to that. So in SEMA and some of us here, that the gyms are shut down, we can't really do anything. We're in quarantine. And Seema's like, uh, I think I have a kettlebell in the garage, or maybe I can borrow one from ST, or maybe I'll go out and buy one, or whatever the case is. I'll, I've always wanted to mess around with that. I'll do that. I mean, have you used kettlebells much in the past? Not, not as much as I did nowadays. Not yeah. as much as I do now. I mean, you're, I mean, now, like, I think you use it every day almost, right? Yeah, pretty much. And then how much does it weigh? It's like, I have a 50-pound kettlebell. No, I have a 55-pound kettlebell and a 45-pound kettlebell. Yeah. Could you maintain your strength or or even be close to your strength by just using those, do you think? Maintain, yeah. yeah. Maintain for the most part. It's like... Be within uh, range of moving similar weights, uh-huh. but give yeah. or take 50 pounds or whatever. Just because it's a, it's a really good stimulus. It's a lot of different types of movement, and you can get a really good workout with it. So, yeah, yeah it helped maintain a lot of strength, fitness... Yeah, it's, it's great. And if we think about some of our friends, you know, people like Jason Kalipa and uh, some of the people that we've been around, you know, Jason Kalipa, like, you know, during during this time, he has a, he has such a vast skill set when it comes to fitness. 
what what does the guy need to get a good workout? A track, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a hill, um, a floor to do some push-ups on or do some burpees off of, right? And so I think what we want to try to work towards is is to have is to to always try to have some sort of skill acquisition. We talk a lot about learning on this show and it's great to have, it's great to learn stuff. So you have the knowledge that prepares you for these times of need where you seem like you're totally screwed or totally fucked. And he, you know, the man, fitness is everything to me. I love going to the gym. It's my favorite thing. And then whoosh, it's just pulled right out from underneath it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people that don't have some of these skill sets. Like all they really know is kind of how to move around a barbell and they've been pretty upset, you know, rightfully so they've been very upset that they haven't been able to go in the gym and, and train. But, um, imagine that same person that has, you know, um, maybe they've been powerlifting and that's their favorite thing. Bench squat, deadlift. Matter if that same person just had a pretty good understanding of bodybuilding and they were like, ah, those, you know, have 20 and 30 pound dumbbells in the garage. I'll just, dust those things off and I'll do some flies and squats and stiff leg deadlifts and bent over rows and lateral raises and shoulder presses with those things until I can't move anymore. Like our boy Doug uh, talked about the other day, two two or three hours of moving around 405 or whatever. He's fucking maniac. (laughs) (laughs) But having a skill set can be huge and it can, it can really, uh, you know, pull you out of some difficult times. On that note, I know everybody that listens to this podcast knows we work out a lot. So since we were talking about this, you probably knew that we were going to talk about exercise as a form of dealing with it. But I mean, it really exercise is one of the best ways to deal with it. You, you, you imagine how you feel after getting not, not, it doesn't mean not even like, you know, working with a lot of weights, but just getting a good sweat in, right? All those endorphins, how you feel afterwards, you feel like you've accomplished something. You can think clearly, you feel like you can go do other things. It's like, it's this it's this catalyst to lead you towards doing so many other beneficial things during your day that when you don't do it, yeah, you feel like crap. Mm-hmm. The only times I've ever really felt an actual feeling of real depression in my life were the times that I literally actually couldn't physically exercise. Like I was in a cast for months. I couldn't do shit. <laughs> I felt really horrible because like everything I try to do, I couldn't get anything good out of it. Right. So it's like, that is something that can really just push you and then catapult you in the right direction. Yeah. Even just like a simple practical, uh, application this week. So, you know, baby's coming soon. He's, <laughs> he's scheduled arrival date is supposed to be the end of this month, but you're talking about man, this baby for a long time. I don't even, I don't yeah. believe you anymore. Roughly, yeah, it's roughly been like nine two months. Two years. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Has it been that long? Yeah. Been a while, dude. It, it feels like it's been two days, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like the, the whole, uh, nesting phase has, has kicked off. So like, we're, we're like getting everything ready, putting stuff up on the walls and like just all kinds of stuff. Right. Um, as far as like, you know, getting his room ready for him, mm-hmm. I couldn't find, uh, so, I couldn't find a hammer. I was so upset because I have my tools and I'm like, where the, like, how did I put it somewhere? Like I got like really frustrated because we were on a roll. We were moving furniture, doing all kinds of stuff. And I couldn't find this damn hammer. I'm like, what are you kidding me? And Stephanie was like, Hey, just jump on the treadmill. I'm like, okay. And then when I got off the treadmill, 
I was like, man, fuck that hammer. Let's go buy a new one. Like, I, my <laughs> my mood changed so quick. And I know yeah, yeah, it yeah. sounds like I, I wasn't like raged or anything, but like that could have mm-hmm. easily have like, you know, just made me have like a less than awesome day. Mm-hmm. But like 500 calories later, I'm like, ah, oh, dude, like what's up? Like today's is still a great day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if somebody's listening, like I'm not depressed, I don't need exercise or whatever. It's like little things like that. It's like night and day difference. It helps like instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think some people might even go as far to say that exercise might do more for your mind and your brain than it does for your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it feels Absolutely. amazing. I think we forget, you know, we forget a lot of times why we're exercising. I think we're, we're in there. We're like, I want a bigger back or I want bigger legs or I want to be stronger. And you kind of forget you're really in there just to feel better. Like you, we forget that. And then so sometimes you slaughter the shit out of yourself and you're like, oh, I kind of defeated the purpose. But to Andrew's point, I think it would be really, really rare. I th- the only thing I, that comes to mind uh, that I can think of, even I've even lifted sick many times and, and felt better. I think in the long run, it was a mistake, but I think <laughs> I still felt better for lifting. The only yeah. two, well, I guess there's two things I can think of. One is if you have a headache, that's kind of tough sometimes. So you might have to do, if, if you have a headache, you might have to like a walk or something or mm-hmm. do something real light. If you lift, it just makes it feel like your head's going to explode. <laughs> and, or if you're nauseous. Those are the only yeah, two yeah. cases where I can think of where it's like exercise, probably, probably not, a, probably not your, uh, your best idea, but it will almost always make you feel a little bit better, mm-hmm. you know, just to get moving. It usually, it usually causes you to start moving in some other direction too, whether it be mentally or physically. Maybe you get on the treadmill for a few minutes and then maybe you find yourself lifting weights or maybe you get on the treadmill for a few minutes and you find yourself journaling or reading or doing something. So mm-hmm. you have to, you have to, uh, you know, entertain giving some of that stuff a shot. Yeah. And then if you have the ability to, I mean, I know again, we're people are social distancing, but a lot, a lot of people have access to maybe one person or, you know, a few people that aren't too st- like too scared of exercising together. Honestly, group workouts make a big difference working out with other people, whether it be with the kettlebell or whether it be, you know, doing a hill or something makes a very big difference for like motivation, socialization, like being around other people. It, that's why like group classes and things like jujitsu, the community aspect, CrossFit. That's why people love those things. Not just because it's a great workout, but because it's done with other people, like you don't realize how beneficial that is until you don't have it. You know what I mean? And then you're like, wow, I mean, I, I don't just miss working out, but I also miss working out with those people. Mm. Right. So if you have the ability to maybe get something together as a group with some people in your neighborhood or some friends, you know, cause that can make a very big difference, a very big difference if you're feeling down. Yeah, and who was it, Mark? It was during a conversation that you had with, uh, you know, Carl Lenore, um, uh, Ron Penna and those guys where they're saying like, because you're around other people, you're like, uh, I think your endorphins and all this stuff is like heightened. Mm. And that is actually has been shown to be somewhat of an anabolic effect on your body. Oh, so, yeah. so even training with people that you like, will actually help you gain muscle or like there's a possibility of that being true. And it makes sense. You know, like when, when the team here at ST is like training really hard together, like they all grow together. It's it's, makes a lot of sense. So I think, yeah, everyone should give that a try. Yeah. I think 
you know, it's um, <clears throat> depression is a really like, you know, we we kind of kicked this thing off by talking about, you know, being depressed or upset kind of because of the circumstances and because mm-hmm. of the and I just want to always make sure that we're sensitive to people that have like clinical depression because it's it's a very it's a very serious thing that you can't really. um well, maybe the word can't not a good word, but it, it's very it's so difficult to manage that we there's still like a lot that's unknown. Some people take medication. Some people go to a psychiatrist. Some people have uh, what looks to be pretty good upbringings and they still are just they're just depressed. And I think for some people, they just it's a mat- matter of uh, living with it, manage managing it, just like somebody might have to live with uh, having a bad knee or a bad back. It's just like. We, we don't know why, you know, we're, we, we're trying all these different things and, uh, things seem to assist or help a little bit, but they're not, um, they're not like kind of a magic, a magic pill, mm-hmm. but mainly for today. I mean, we're, we're mainly talking about like people just being more like bummed out by what's going on and allowing that to, uh, allowing that to affect their emotions and then therefore affect their actions. And what we're trying to communicate and what we're trying to do is, have you go the opposite way? Have you, you know, maybe focus in on a new goal, focus in on something different. If you look at a lot of these, um, a lot of the companies, um, like look at like Nike or some of these big companies, it just seemed like they just all have figured out a way to thrive. Like, uh, the gyms have shut down. So do people need, um, do people need exercise gear? Do people need stuff from slingshot? Do people, uh, need uh, cross training stuff from a company like Nike? Mm. You would think no, like they they don't, you know. But like the, the, these companies have pivoted, as Slingshot has as well. You, you you I know you hear that word a lot, but you just basically refocus your your goal, what you're going to do. Um, and for us, it's been amazing because it really just has uh, disrupted what we normally do, and we're like, hey, you know what? Never mind what we normally do, because this shit ain't normal. What's going on is not normal. And we're going to have to fight that off with some creativity. So for anybody that's that's tuning in today that has had something where they're just, I really want to go, I would love to go and do that. You know, try to figure out a way to go and do whatever that thing is. If it's, you know, something that's currently shut down, you'll, you obviously would have to have to wait but think about the options that are open don't focus on the things that you can't do focus on the things that you can do yo mark what's your uh and andrew too what is your process for uh organizing your thoughts like what what do you guys typically do because like one thing i think is a lot of people have a lot going on up here and it's just so much that they just like sit back and they're like fuck it like <laughs> i have too much to think about right now i don't want to deal with any of it um and it just becomes overbearing you just kind of give up. So what do you guys do to like organize your thoughts? As long as it's not too much, I can just prioritize in my head and go that route. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll, I'll eat that frog and do the one thing that I actually don't want to do the most. And okay. then after that, everything becomes a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But if it's a, um, like a, a very task heavy thing where I have, you know, stuff to upload or I just have a lot of things to do, mm-hmm. I, I have to write it down. Because if not, um, I start to get anxious thinking like, oh, I'm not going to have enough time for all of this. But then I look down on paper and it's like, oh, I don't really have that much to do. Like, I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really what it is. Um, I would love to get better because there's times where I'm like, nah, I got it. I'll just leave it in my head and then 
I'll wake up the next day and be like, I cannot believe I forgot to, you know, upload this video or add this to the, you know, the uh, description or something, just something, something really stupid to where it upsets me so much that like, it's not worth it to spend the extra time to write stuff down. Mm. Um, I'm I'm thinking that's kind of what you were. Yeah. Yeah. I was was curious about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, For me, I try just to really think a lot, you know, about the thoughts that I have, the, the, or the thoughts that are coming in, you know, as an, as an input, somebody mentions something to you and then you sit there and you kind of think about it for a second. Um, I try to think about it quite a bit and then I try to, uh, figure out like what action matches up with that. Well, um, sometimes if I get like frustrated from something, then I got to think about now I got to like a whole nother thing to, to reevaluate. Cause, uh, I'll go from that. If you kind of think about this as like branches, you know, and I'm trying to work my way back to the center of like the tree or something. Right. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if somebody says something, um, Let's just say it's something like someone's like, hey, you should do this with your company. Sometimes that can be annoying because you're like, I think about my fucking company all day. (laughs) And I've thought about that a million times, you know. So but like that's not helpful. And what the person was suggesting, they were probably just trying to help. They were they probably weren't trying to be. They probably weren't trying to be an asshole. They probably weren't trying to be mean or anything. So then I have to think about. Okay, where did that thought pop into my head that I think that this person's trying to like hurt me or they're trying to give me bad advice? Like, what the fuck is that about? So I got to kind of retrace my steps and and find out uh, what's the origin of that. And you can say, okay, well, you're kind of offended because you have a high value assignment associated to the company that you built. And so you're sensitive to people saying certain things about it. So you just have to kind of reevaluate how you look at that. Why would you, why be sensitive to it? Why would not be more open to it? Since it is the company that you built, it is the company that you work so hard on with your wife and with your team and you work on it every day. Why let's be more accepting because what if that suggestion, what if that helps move us forward? Mm-hmm. Like I'll do anything to move us forward within reason. So if it moves us forward, get over it, you know, so that I'll start to think that way. And then I'll think more about what they suggested. And then I'll think like, okay, what are some actions that I can take towards that? And I'm the kind of person that I, I, I might think very similar to a lot of other people, or I might say, well, the problem with that is, but when I do say that I correct myself because that to me is negative as well. So if I was like, hey, do you ever try this in jujitsu? And you're like, dude, like you, did, you never, you took like one class, dude, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but sure enough, sometimes you're doing something and you're like, hey, that suggestion from that guy that fucking never took one class. <laughs> actually, he's kind of right. You know, he t- told me that I got, he told me I have to breathe through my nose, you know, because what if it was from some, somebody that knew something different? They knew about meditation or they knew about, you know, yoga or something. And you're thinking they don't know shit about jujitsu, but maybe they know something about the human body. Maybe they know how to calm down a little bit. And maybe that would be uh, something that you find useful. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of shit flying around in my head. And I try to like work my way back towards, uh, especially if something is kind of negative or if I deem it as negative, I try to think about why is that? Like that just seems like a roadblock. Like I just threw up a roadblock for no reason. 
uh, you hear people say that term all the time. They say, uh, well, the problem with that is like you get into a meeting, you start talking with people and it's like, hey, look, man, any asshole off the street can point out the problems that we have mm. and the issues that we have. But if you're not really bringing up a problem to help solve the problem and you're just shooting and you're just kind of shooting it down, that's not really very useful. You could say something more along the lines of, hey, you know what? We have we have done that before and it wasn't that successful because of A, B and C, which is different than saying, well, the problem with that is (laughs) the uh when when you, when you say that to me, it just it throws up a roadblock and it's like, I don't need to hear that any further because I already have so much of that going on in my head mm-hmm. that I have to sit there with a fucking machine gun and shoot that shit down because I'm like, that's not helpful. That's not working me towards my goal. So yeah. I think you guys know what I'm talking about where you, you kind of have that in your head. You're like, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go do this. Like even just like, hey, I'm going to go work out at 6 a.m. Then the, the voice in your head says, well, the problem with that is you don't normally get to bed till 10. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you don't need to, well, just get to bed at eight. Yeah. Problem solved. Solution oriented instead of trying. Focusing yeah. Is, is, yeah. As much as I can be. Yeah. No, that's, it, it, it's, it's interesting the way that you work through things versus like the way Andrew works through things. Like, Cause I'm very, I'm, I'm very similar with Andrew, but like, I really need to just get everything out. Like I need to get it out of my head. Sometimes like uh, there will be times that I'll try to just like go through things in my head and it'll just be, it'll just get annoying because like, it's <laughs> just too much shit. I over, I, I think too much. Makes you think like you're a madman, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Makes me think I'm crazy. <laughs> so I have to, I literally have to get everything that's on my mind out on a piece of paper then I can start working through it better. Um, so I, like that's something that helps me out, but it's, it's, it's cool how we all have like kind of those different ways of getting to the same exact place. But I think that that's absolutely necessary. You need to figure out a way, whatever way works best for you to deal with all the, the issues that you're giving yourself in your head. Like you, you just don't give yourself, you don't have roadblocks, right? You, you, you always, you, you're trying to work through solutions constantly. There's nothing that's like, you can't do this. Because I try to really rec- recognize them early on, mm-hmm. you know, the, the roadblock. I try to recognize it early on. Uh, Charlie Zamora, our, our good buddy, we were talking about him earlier. Yeah. Uh, Charlie mentioned uh, rather than like roadblocks, hurdles. Yeah, okay. he's like a hurdle. Like if you practice, you can jump over a hurdle jump all day action. long. You know, he's so rather than like there, there's not really like a roadblock. And I, and I like that because I'm somebody that believes there's a solution um, to really everything. Like mm-hmm. Everything has a solution. Even even how long we live, I think, has a solution to it. It's just who knows if people if anybody will ever will ever figure it out. Um, cancer has a solution. Like everything's got a solution. It's just a matter of having the amount of the, uh, the right amount of knowledge. I do agree though. You can, you can overthink things and then you get, uh, what's called, uh, analysis paralysis. Cause you keep analyzing it over and over again. And then you don't do anything. Yeah. Um, that can happen, you know, especially the more knowledgeable you become at something, uh, you could walk into the gym and you could say, I'm going to train shoulders today. And then you could say, well, I did train them three days ago and they are still kind of sore. <laughs> and you're like, well, I'm going to train, I'm going to train legs and like, I'm going to work on some, you know, and you could just, but my knee, yeah, my, my knee's a little weird, Yeah, but I did read that article the other day about the leg press. And that thing from Mike Isretel was really interesting about the full range of motion. 
But when Doug Frechet was on the podcast <laughs> and he talked about pauses with Charles Glass, that would be really interesting. You know, and it's like, Sense would you fucking go already, you bitch? Like, just <laughs> fucking <laughs> take another step into the gym and fucking just pick an uh, exercise and just go. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's better. You're better off being like uh, naive and kind of almost dumb to stuff or you just kind of just because a lot of times you ask people that are really great at something. You're waiting for this like diamond to come out of them and, and you're waiting for something amazing to come out of them. You're like, hey, man, how, how did you how did you get so good at that? And they're like, I did it every day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the movie with Kevin Hart and The Rock? If you oh, could yeah. find this clip, Andrew, it'd be so good. And oh, when he's he's like, how did you get so big? He's like, how did you, yeah, how did oh, you lose yeah. all the weight or whatever? Yeah, it like, wasn't a big deal, like twice a day, seven days a week or whatever. He's yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Shit was so like, funny. That's all I did for 30 years 30. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, but the way that he says it is, he says it like... Uh, like all I had to do was yeah. <laughs> Kevin Hart's looking so at him like 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 he's crazy. I love that part. I That's a great it's... scene. Is that um what the fuck movie Central. is? It? I don't remember. Oh, the it's name. when he's the rocks real fat. Central yeah. intelligence. Central intelligence. That's a good movie. It is. That's it's a actually really good movie. very funny. But that part of that movie always just like always gets me because it's like how'd you get so big? Well, we've been working out every day for 30 years. <laughs> I think Kevin Hart has to like tell him that he could like beat someone's ass or something too. Yeah. The Rock's like confused. He's like, I don't know. Can I? Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, I think you can. Like, look at the size of you. Oh man. But, but it's like a, you know, it, it's like a pool analogy and everyone's heard this before. If you don't know how to swim, how are you going to do it without like fucking jumping in and trying it? Yeah. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta go and you can't think about what you're going to do if you've never done it before. Oh, maybe you learn that your body like is more likely to float than it is to sink. You know, like you, how do you know that unless you submerge yourself in some water and you're like, oh, okay, well I can, I can at least float a little bit if I don't flail my arms like a maniac. Yeah. Maybe you can figure out maybe not how to swim, but maybe you can at least figure out how to tread some water and mm -hmm. like not drown, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you find what? it yeah i think this is it it's because they, they can't like put the exact description of it but oh sorry thought Oop. i turned that off let's see hopefully it's not too loud oh this is a long clip though let me see we if don't, i can find it we can't see a video i know i am here we go uh, gonna, oh. god man look at you you lost like 200 pounds See, you gained it back in muscle. Oh, my God, you look great. No, no, yes. you look great. Stop it. No, you haven't changed uh, since high school, dude. Yeah. No, you're just sexy as dick right now. <laughs> you don't look somebody in the eyes and say that. Hey, let's get hammered. Well, I, got, I had an early day at work, so I put oh, Come on, I'm buying. Well, come on. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I am blown uh, away the, right now. Oh, oh. You'll find later, but anyways. But yeah, you are sexy as dick. Yeah, that was a good movie. But yeah, no, um, getting that, and in terms of just like trying things out, you, you have to do it. It's funny. It kind of makes me think of there's, there's like I think it was two years ago. Some it was a kid that once worked me. He was like seventeen or eighteen, and he's never worked out a day in his life. And I was talking to him and he, and he was telling me like all the things he wants to do and all the programs that he's checked out. And he, she, he's like, I was like, oh yeah. So, so what have you done? He's like, well, I checked out uh, stuff by Ribido. I checked out stuff like five, three, one. I also checked out some programs from Jeff Nippard in terms of his arms and chest and stuff. And I was like, and he, he mentioned a bunch of other programs like, oh, those are all great programs. Okay. Which, which one have you, uh, which one did you do recently? He's like, N none of them. 
I was like, wait, mm-hmm. um, well, you mean you just told me about all these programs. So, so you haven't done any of them? He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I, I don't know which one's the best. <laughs> I was like, okay, so what have you done? He's like, I haven't done anything yet, but this is what I want to do. I'm like, so, so why haven't you done it? Cause I don't know which one's the best. So why don't you try one, man? Like, like j- just, you have to just go in and try something. If you're, if you're going to see what works well for you, you, you got to do something say, okay, well, I'm just going to think about which one I want to do. And then I'll, I'll, I'll let you know later. But it's like, that's the kind of thing where you, you just got to You got, you got to go do something with what you've got. You have to. Yeah. I like, um, Mark's response to a YouTube comment, I think yesterday, they were asking about stretching, mm-hmm. you know, like, should I do it weighted stretching uh, at the end of the workout? And Mark's like, just do whatever you're going to do. Like, oh, okay. Like, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. yeah. Which one, yeah. Which one do you prefer? Mm-hmm. You know, cause that'll most likely be the thing that you'll stick with. Mm-hmm. And, and if you do it with some sort of consistency, then we're heading <laughs> Heading in the right direction. But if you're like making yourself do shit, um, I, you know, when it comes to that, when it comes to like, you know, kind of forcing yourself to do stuff, I just, I haven't really seen it be that effective. And the only way it can be effective is if it's in, uh, like some micro dosing of it, you know, you, you kind of force yourself to stretch one minute every day. Cause you're like, it's just ridiculous not to stretch for one minute. Come on. Mm-hmm. Like I could do one minute. And then you start to bring in a little bit more of it, even if you hated stretching. By the time you got to eight minutes or 10 minutes, you probably start to kind of enjoy it. And it might be a habit. But then this is this is where it's it's great to be open minded and it's great to accept other things. Maybe you start doing more minutes of it and you find that you're still forcing yourself to do it. You know, like, I don't dig this. And then maybe you start doing like Tai Chi or something like you do something totally different. That's maybe not stretching, but maybe it's like, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, helps you move better or whatever. You start to find maybe do yoga or Pilates or something. You find something uh, that's a little different. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. We had a a question that came in from the live chat uh, from Chase, and it's in regards to the carnivore diet because you guys are talking about stretching and stuff. Um, are you guys altering be your workouts at all because you're you're not taking in any carbs or has in, nothing's changed? Nothing's changed. Nothing has changed for yeah, me keep, personally. Yeah, keep forging forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's I don't know. My legs are really sore, but <laughs> this is before we had Doug on the show. Um, I did uh, I did I did three different drop sets on the uh, yeah three different drop sets on the. Um, the leg press. So it was like I did 20, 20, 20. So I did 60 reps three different times. And it just, I, I was like, I'm going to go, you know, pretty light. Like, am I going to ha- have that much weight on there? And it's still, it's still completely, <laughs> it still completely wrecked me. But <clears throat> Jessica was like, I'm surprised you're doing so many reps like this, like being on, you know, not eating any carbs. And I'm like, oh, I just, <clears throat> to, for me, it, I don't, I don't notice that, that huge of a difference. If I was to lift heavy, and I was trying to do like, you know, maximum stuff. And I mean, maybe I would, maybe I'd notice a, a small difference, but <clears throat> I always just think that carbs can help make things a little more optimal, but I don't think when you take them away, I don't, it, I, it doesn't have to make you feel awful. If you got your electrolytes balanced out and you're eating enough, but what happens to most people though, is they, they, they go on a diet, they do cardio and they get rid of carbs kind of all at once that starting mm-hmm. on Monday thing that we talk about all the time. And then it's like Thursday and like, this shit don't work, man. I feel like shit. 
And it's like, well, yeah, of course you, you, you're trying to do so many different things, which is great that you're, that you're working on it. But, uh, you know, just small steps that, you know, just little small choppy steps, uh, over time is going to be what gets you there the best. I mean, real talk though, not eating carbs, isn't going to stop you from doing anything. No, like, like it, it's interesting that like, I mean, that question in of itself is an interesting question, I think, because it's like, has your workouts changed? Why, why should they change? Like, there's only like one intake, You're eating less or no carbs. Does, does, that, does that stop you from doing anything? Maybe it stops you from feeling a certain way when doing it, but you can still get it done. Maybe you're not going to go for a max effort lift, but you can still get pretty close. You can still do all the same workouts. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. And I think the reason why I, I have that mindset now, because uh, I didn't have that a few years ago, is because like I've done so many workouts with barely any food in my system. Right. And they were just like they were good workouts. So like, yeah, there are certain ways you can feel your workout so you feel better and feel really good. But at the same time, if you're dieting or whatever that with carbs or without, that doesn't stop you from doing anything. So, uh, it shouldn't. Dominic D'Agostino, uh, 10 days fasted. Yep. I think he took like mm. some sort of like vitamin type thing and he took uh, ketones. Mm -hmm. and he did it for 10 days and then he deadlifted like 585 for like 10 <laughs> yep. reps or some shit. You know, so, <clears throat> I mean, he's an exception to the rule. He's a fucking maniac, but, um, you know, you shouldn't really feel like you, you need these things. Now, if you do, if you get into your workout and it, it feels like it's way more demanding because you never really have messed around with a lower carbohydrate diet before, uh, just cut out an exercise or two, mm -hmm. you know, um, maybe have an, uh, maybe spread things out a little bit so that you can exercise nearly every day um but what you do in the gym is a little bit less you know go in the gym maybe train every maybe just say i'm going to train six days a week and every time i go into the gym i'm going to do three exercises and i'll do three to five sets of each thing and uh, i'll go by how i feel you know and if you start to feel like crap you can back off a little bit but i agree with Insema. i don't really think there's uh, a reason to change anything don't forget we don't necessarily need diet. Like if, if dietary carbohydrates were removed from the planet, we wouldn't die. We'd be fine. We'd still be fine. It's probably <laughs> hard for people to uh, imagine. But if, if all dietary carbohydrates were removed from the planet, we would still live on. Oh man. I love how a few years ago I'd have been like blasphemy, <laughs> but that's very true. That is mm -hmm. very freaking true. I, you know what? I also think that um, we can use like, we're, we a lot of us use the gym to get physically stronger. We use the gym to lift more weight, build more muscle, etc. But I think that you know, doing a lot of this stuff, and I'm not, I'm not telling you guys you don't have to go work out fasted if you don't want to. It's not necessary or whatever. And yeah, you, like this is World Carnivore Month, so you're going to be getting rid of carbs. But yeah, I feel like a lot of that stuff can help you mentally get stronger too. Mm -hmm. When you finish a workout and like, yeah, you're not eating carbs and you see what you've been able to do. And you're like, wow, I had a really fucking good workout. I didn't need to have that, you know, pre-workout 300 grams of carbs that I usually have, but I still feel great. Or I had a great workout. I didn't even eat anything for a while. Like you feel like, holy shit, I'm fucking, all I need is myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you feel mentally tough for doing that. And I'm not saying all your workouts should be that way, but that is training yourself in and of itself. Like nowadays. I feel I'm, I'm not surprised anymore when I can do a session of jujitsu and I haven't eaten all day 
and I roll for an hour and I feel fucking great. And it's like immensely, I feel like I've, I've overcome something and I like, I feel, feel amazing for that. I think you're talking a little bit about like the kind of O'Hearn principle where, you know, Mike is like, uh, he'll diet down and he does the exact opposite of whatever everyone else does. Mike's like, I'm doing singles and triples. And it's like, <laughs> wait, but why? And he's like, you know, point to his head. He'll be like for my brain. Mm. It's fucking awesome, man. And he yeah. does it all the time. He does it with all kinds of stuff. Uh, I think on New Year's, I think it's hard to tell like what he really does and really, really, tell, you know, it's hard, hard, it's hard to know. He's a little bit of a mystery when it comes to some of these things. But I think, I think he fasted um, through like New Year's or something or New Year's Eve. He was just like, well, you know, it's the day where everyone wants to celebrate and everyone wants to do like all these things. And he's like, I'm just not eating, you know, and he just didn't eat for the whole day. And the next day he was in the gym training and he's like when i'm done training like i'm gonna get my my big meal in you know mm-hmm. um why not why not kind of lean in and just make things like a hundred times worse sometimes you know <laughs> just figure out a way to uh you know go against the grain and then also too when he's getting big you figure that's when he would like lift the most but he uses a shorter rest period a lot of times and he does higher reps and it's like that's really hard when you start getting to be 260 and 270 and you're you know, doing 15 reps every minute on the minute, it's like you're huffing and puffing. And I think whatever way you can keep yourself really highly interested in this stuff is going to be the key factor in keeping you motivated is just that you really like doing it, you know? And so you might have to think of weird things to do. I know for myself, like it's just, uh, different exercises, doing them different ways. Um, I think Louis Simmons, Louis Simmons taught me, he basically said, there's no new systems. There's only new exercises. You know, there's all, most of these systems have been around forever. You got drop sets, giant sets, uh, supersets. I mean, it's like all these things have been around for a really long time. If you think you're the first person to do hundred rep sets, you're not, you know, people have done them before <laughs> 10 sets of 10 German volume training, uh, five sets of five, you know, all, all these things they've been around for a really long time and, and maybe you stumble upon something that someone's never done, but I, I doubt it. Like 30 sets of, or 50 yeah. sets of 30. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That was, that sounded really brutal, <laughs> but there's going to be like, there's always, uh, not necessarily even a new exercise, but a different way to do an exercise because you can adjust so much. You can, you can do an overhead press on a machine and you can have one, uh, hand back slightly further than the other hand. And then you can switch. I mean, there's a million different, the other day when I was training, I did, um, I was doing incline presses and I had, uh, 40 in one hand and a 60 in the other. Then the next set. And then I, and then I switched, I did 10 reps and I did another 10 reps. And then the next set, I started out the opposite way. Why? Just cause, <laughs> Because why not? You know, it was just fun. I was like, I want to see what I, I've done stuff like that before, uh, but I wanted to feel it again and wanted to mess around with it. It felt fucking great. It yeah. was fun. Yeah. And like I've said on, I think the previous podcast or a couple of podcasts ago, like I haven't been low carb in a really long time mm-hmm. and doing it now. And I, I worked out before the podcast yesterday and I woke up this morning like, oh man, my arms feel pretty good. Like they felt a little full. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like sick. Like I got pretty pumped. Like it was, nice. it was really cool. Um, but real quick, a question in regards to the carnivore diet, uh, nuts, yay or nay? Uh, I would say no. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not really, 
but not really part of the diet. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're talking long term, like once this month is over or whatever, go ahead and throw it Don't back do in. it in SEMA. Not a big deal. <laughs> we weren't talking about these nuts. <laughs> we sorry. weren't talking about I'm a child nuts. <laughs> I, was just, I was just like, somebody I, had to say it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keep on. <laughs> we're talking about shaved nuts or <laughs> oh, no. salted nuts. Oh, sorry. That's why we don't have many ladies in the chat room often. <laughs> hey, today's a, a, a legit all-time world record for us. Uh, we have three ladies in the chat room today. Wow. Probably two after that, but you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> they started talking about their nuts and yeah. we had to go. <laughs> oh, no. God damn it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But anyways. And when will I grow up? Never. When? No. There's no just... po- Don't grow up. <sighs> Why, yeah, would, do why would you ruin things and grow up? When will someone talking about like nuts and almonds not make me laugh? Like what? <laughs> Come on now. <sighs> it is what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, no nuts on carnivore. Every <laughs> every once in a while, I got a couple friends who like just stop and look at me and they're like, you're a dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're supposed to be a dad. And I'm like, I know. I don't know if I'll ever get there. I don't know if I'll ever be mature enough to actually be one. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. It always shocks people when I tell them I don't like kids. Like, you might want to work on that one. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Cool. Everybody I, hates kids, don't they? I thought so. I don't know. I thought that was normal. Maybe. You like babies. I yeah. Do. I like babies. I like kids a lot, actually. But, uh, yeah, they can just. They can be a pain in the neck. They really can. They can drive drive you drive you a little crazy. Yeah. All right, guys. I got to get out of here. What's going on? I got uh, for everyone that is listening. You guys He's can follow us over to markbell.com. Oh yeah. What's going oh, on? Yeah. There? We got Zach Evanesh on the on the almost said podcast, but on the Super Friends series. Ooh, yeah. Awesome. That'll be fun. Uh, so it'll be me, Jesse Burdick, Josh Settlegate, Settledge, uh, interviewing Zach Evanesh and getting all kinds of cool inside scoop stories. We need to have a long time ago. We need to have Zach on the podcast. I'll tell him today. Yeah, I think we had him on like a long time ago. Mm. Yeah, he's go. always been super nice and supportive of the podcast. So I'm excited. He's going to gonna be to laughing him. his ass off the entire. Do you have you talked to him before? Not in per. No, I mean not. You're nope. gonna love. You're Just gonna love text. He's super happy all the time. Sick. He's gonna be like all giggly and shit. Did, uh, <laughs> didn't he, I forgot what it was, but he gave us something. Was it? Oh, um, never mind. I'm not gonna remember. It was something in the gym. I think on one of the monoliths or mm. something. Ah, shit. I'm not gonna remember. God. So he's been he's been scaring his son uh, <laughs> since his son was like could walk. You know. Like he'll come out of the bushes and scare the shit out of That's, him. Yeah, and he record he records it all the time. Up. And la- yeah, and laughs his ass off. That's so, mean. so like he sent me a video like just maybe like a week or two ago, and uh, oh, he just he just randomly threw an egg at his son. His son's in the backyard on like a lawn chair, and he just rifles a fucking egg. He's like the kid's reading a book, and the egg just goes. Pork! All over his chest, and Zach is laughing That's his ass great. off. I'm like, that kid's gonna be a fucking serial killer, man. He's gonna well, fuck people up. As long as he keeps, when he scares him, as long as he keeps jumping back, being scared, like it frightens him. Like that's actually a good thing. 
Like it's the the ones that don't jump at all are like psychopaths or something yeah. crazy like that. Yeah, it gets it gets them every time, pretty much. Dude, yeah. I know. How to, okay, I know you got to go, but I got to lock <laughs> the door every time when I pee at home. Now, did you make that shot? Oh, uh, it's hard to tell. Okay, I have to throw the trash out. Yeah. Um, so you lock the door. I have to lock the door now because, uh, and I don't know why I haven't been doing this, but as as of recent, uh, my girl's been like screaming and opening the door like as I'm midstream to frighten me Is and. That- Huh? I was going to say, has she done that as you're standing up wiping? No, no, because I usually lock the, close the door. I lock the door, but like, she like scream in a horrific manner, just like that podcast where you guys heard. (laughs) 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 Um, She like, it's like this deafening scream. I'll be like, Whoa. And then my, my feet goes everywhere, goes everywhere. And it's just like, uh, I'm scarred. She She thinks she's funny, right? I think she's funny. That is pretty funny. It's it, it's, 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 it's scary. I'd be upset. Who's up? And Seema? Uh, no, we just got to not not yet. Thank you everybody for checking out today's live stream. It's really cool. Like I said, having a PR today with uh, having three ladies all whoop, chatting whoop. in the chat room. Wow. Really appreciate that. Uh, since you guys are on the live stream, if you haven't checked out today's episode, which was with uh, Big Doug Fruche. When is today? Tomorrow doesn't matter. Um, if you're on iTunes, then go back and listen to that one. Uh, please make sure you're following the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram, at MB Power Project on Twitter. My Instagram and Twitter is at I am Andrew Z. And Seema, where are you at? And Seema Yin Yang on Instagram and YouTube and Seema Yin Yang on Twitter, Mark. At Mark's Millie Bell. Strength is never a weakness. Weakness is never strength. Catch y'all later.